Remember that you can support the podcast via Patreon. The link is below. Otherwise, stay tuned for the podcast starting now. So on the podcast today, I'm joined by Don Packett, who's a corporate MC, professional speaker, stand-up comedian, author, strategic advisor. Uh, quite a quite a, f- a list there. Um, so <laughs> so thank you for joining to me today. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me. So with you being involved previously with Missing Link um, and being in the business of telling stories there and helping people present better, uh, among other things, uh, what would you say are the, the basics when it comes to presenting an audience and what do you th- would you say it lays a good foundation when talking to uh, a, a pe- people, a crowd? So, so we always tell people every presentation is written before it is designed, before it is delivered, right? That's, a, that's, that's the, the easiest way to, to explain to people. And the writing part of it is actually very important. You know, people often uh, would get in touch and say, hey, please, can you just make our, our presentation look better? And uh, uh, that wasn't the point, right? It wasn't necessarily about making it look good. It's about making the message land, making the message stick, making the message powerful, building a narrative that is so compelling that it, it, it drives your audience to do something or take action or think differently, whatever that, whatever that may be. So, so a large part of any presentation, to bring it all the way back to the beginning, is, is that writing bit. How do you make it as effectively structured as possible? And uh, over a period of uh, a few years, and with refining and stuff, um, we were able to build a methodology that worked really, really well. That um, you know, we always used to joke about hitting ninety-five percent of any presentation should follow our methodology, just to give us a bit of a, a bit of a leeway and a, a leg room. But um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still, still to this day struggling to find the one presentation or any presentation that wouldn't be better by um, uh, going through our methodology and how to build it. And the, the basic framework is you start by giving people a reason to care. You then give them a, a reason to believe, uh, and that's in yourself or the research, whatever that may be. Uh, and then you give, you tell them what they need to know, and that's the content of the information. So, uh, um, you know, what is this? What is the, 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 the stuff that I, need to, that I need to know? And then finally, very importantly, you tell them what they need to do. And I've very, very high level the, um, the four-step process. I mean, we take people on a full-day training course um, uh, just in this right section alone. Um, that missing link does a boredom stays presentation training series of uh, writing a presentation, designing and and delivering because it's it's crucially important that people get that structure right. And and when you were at missing link and that obviously growing the business, it's missing link's been around for quite a while. Uh, but breaking into that that corporate the bigger corporate industries and branching out maybe into international markets and that um, how, how did that come about? Was that word of mouth of the success of the business or was it a more targeted approach uh, advertising from yourselves um how did that happen so the the, the i mean so but the business started in 97 when rich started it and um it was i think his absolute crazy tenacity that um that drove uh, the the initial um you know i suppose scaling and launch phase of of the business you know he would go to meetings dressed in in shorts and uh, have a chain link to his wallet and tattoos and dodgy hair and uh, jump on boardroom tables. And if you've done any of the, the, the old school research on ritual, you'll find all of this stuff. Um, and I think making an impact and, and making presentations, which for the most part we've seen is really dull and shit. Um, 
into something that could be valuable and and uh, helping people to understand that it can be fun. It can, there can be energy brought to something as you know traditionally corporate presentation is is quite. Uh, um, boring um and for us to go out and then and then slay that boredom and um uh, for the first long 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 part of missing link's journey uh word of mouth was was powerful it was absolutely powerful and, and it was traditionally through uh, a lot of the financial institutions the banks insurance that kind of things you know so you work in in the credit division and those guys um either tell someone else who's running a conference or someone else joins their conference and go damn man this is amazing we like who have you guys been working with? And then, you know, that, that referral and word of mouth would, would spread. So a large part of uh, what Missing Link did in the early days was definitely, definitely um, hard sales from Rich's perspective because he was going out, um, uh, I think, selling like a beast. But once you start generating good work and once you start generating a good name, uh, word of mouth uh, becomes extremely powerful uh, of late because, um, you know, everyone now can – can uh, go do a TED talk and everyone can build a presentation because it's become a lot more uh, accessible on how to build successful presentations. If you just research any kind of, uh, you know, how to build a good preser on Google, you'll get, you know, 14 squillion answers. Um, so so uh, our job of late has been, or one of our victory conditions a few years ago was, was, was to actually start advertising and getting our name out there. We were always very much in the in the wings, going, no, 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 you're the rock star, you're on stage, we're here to just make you amazing. Um, and then in this this very competitive world that we're living in now, where anyone can be anything, um, you know, you can you can YouTube how to talk to a giraffe if you really want to. So um, it's very easy to duplicate what we do um, on a on a high level. Um, but when it comes to the real detailed stuff, um, that takes. Uh, that takes skill and, and, and expertise and experience. So, so while the business still has that, um, there's still a lot of competition. So we've, we've gone on more of a, more of a marketing uh, journey over the last few years, which has actually been quite exciting because, you know, it, it forces you to then try and figure out what, what do we say about ourselves and what do people say about us or think about us and how do we, how do we merge those together so that we're not going out saying one thing, but the market really thinks something else. And um, so a bit of a bit of a almost like a, um, a, a self-reflection was was part of that journey as well, which is which was extremely powerful. And you also are a comedian, which is, you know, you don't usually see the, the, the stereotype uh, businessman heading up a company kind of, kind of thing, as well as being a comedian as well. Um, so, so how's that been uh, for for your work and that uh, has it? the combination has it helped you in business being uh, that the comedian side of things as well as being yeah heading up businesses 100 percent. so um i truly believe people deal with people so if you enjoy dealing with someone um business is not going to be easier to do but um business in in my opinion will be uh, a lot higher um uh, opportunity for uh, repeat business right so so that's the first thing so so and the second thing is that we're all adults and we all just um are normal people that have conversations the fact that you are either a ceo of a massive massive financial firm or you are a, a junior designer who's just starting out in their their career and you're both standing around a braai and someone's got to turn the meat someone's got to cook it well uh, it doesn't matter who you are there's like there's still fundamentals in terms of who we are and how we operate right so what i've found is that um 
by adding that to, I suppose, my little repertoire of, of things that I do has, has been truly valuable. It's another, it's another conversation piece um, for not only myself, but uh, for the business. Um, uh, you know, because as you say, it's quite, it's quite different. Um, but more importantly, from a delivery perspective, when you say, you know, how did it help uh, the business? Um, uh, if you've ever surfed or snowboarded or skateboarded um, or wakeboarded, any kind of standing sideways sport, you can learn another standing sideways sport if you already uh, are familiar and comfortable with another, right? Because it's how your body operates. And I truly believe it's the same with, with um, uh, the kinds of things that I do. So my stand-up comedy, every time I do a comedy gig, something will happen that would uh, assist my next gig doing a, uh, a talk. And doing something during my talk will help then do something when I MC. And MC will help when I facilitate. And when I facilitate, it will help when I train or coach or this or that. So it's always about standing in front of people. It's just the medium that changes. So every time guaranteed I get up, it's going to help something else uh, uh, um, for me. And it'll just keep getting getting better. You know, So whether you're MCing a big corporate event that's uh, um, uh, very serious or uh, uh, sort of high brow, or you're emceeing a gig that's a bit more that's a bit more fun. You're able to adapt between those because you've got other things around you that's helping you and getting your your mind right for that particular uh, point in time. So it's, it's, I tell everybody: if you want to be a better speaker, try a little stand-up comedy or do a do a speech somewhere. Uh, you know, emcee someone's wedding. I don't care. Just stand up in front of people. That is the only way that you're going to get better. You know, when people say I want to be a better presenter, then I say, well, present. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's quite interesting that those those skill sets uh, are interchangeable in that, and you are able to adapt them uh, to your environment, uh, which I'm sure become, is is quite useful. Um, and you, you mentioned that we we're living in a world now where, yeah, there's more data and information and access at, at our fingertips than ever before. Um, but but is there any sector that uh, that you believe is innovative and excites you or, or a company that you you think is doing something different that, that stands out from the pack? Uh, is, is there any company that, that jumps to mind? So it, it's so tough, right? Because it's all, it's all very subjective in terms of what you like. Um, I've always very much been a fan of, of Hootsuite and not necessarily because of, um, you know, they, they, they allow you to, set up all your social profiles and schedule things. It's a, that's, you know, there, there's tons of those, but more importantly, when they put a, um, a role in place in their business called, and that role was the person was referred to as the czar of bad process. And the czar of bad processes job was to go around and see where that business was not running efficiently or effectively or um, uh, uh, aligned to the strategy or process or tactics. And, their job was to go out and fix it. And I think that's extraordinary because so many people don't um, don't consider that. You know, they look at stuff every now and again and say, listen, how do we how do we fix this? Or hey guys, please, please put something in the suggestion box of um, of what we can be doing better. How do we make your working experience better for you? And and for the most part, people don't um, uh, it's it, it's work, it's extra work. You know, like you need warm bodies on the ground to be able to go out and make things happen. And with someone like Hootsuite, for example, putting that role in place, 
was was for me uh, extremely powerful and a message out to everybody um, that works within the business, uh, uh, customers, suppliers, you name it, that these guys have dedicated an individual to go out and make things better. And for me, that's extremely powerful. And there's so many people now who aren't uh, who are quite quite afraid of of making that um, making that a reality. You know, in this, uh, I'm a big fan of Liz Wiseman's multipliers. And um, uh, in in the book, they talk about how your your staff's um, mental uh, your your intellectual ability. They they did a bit of a, a research around the world, and they roughly twenty to fifty percent of staff feel like their intellectual um, capacity is being maximized in that business. Now, so what we all think is, oh, no, no, like Don is at capacity. He can't possibly go through that, but you're not giving Don a chance. Mm. You know, you're not trying to open, open uh, Don's uh, horizons or open Don's mindset or give Don more opportunities, whatever that may be. So there's this really, really horrific thing. And it's, it's very much from a corporate um, South Africa space, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost certainly around the world, is that this beautiful logic of addition and just add more people to the problem. Because if Don can only do this, well, then we need another person to get to get double done. But there's um, there are other things that you can do in terms of multiplying people that you can then enhance and activate more of their more of their intelligence. And um, uh, people are afraid of that. They just think, oh, well, screw it. We'll just put another body on the in a seat, get them a laptop, speak to IT and then give them some KPIs and get them to do stuff and just give it the same as the guy next to them because now we're getting double. Instead of instead of making that person better, dude, like uh, we're, we're, I believe, I truly believe, in, and, and I've had this belief since I was about 18 years old, that um, we're on this earth to grow and be better, okay? In whatever capacity and in whatever way um, we, we, we feel we should be. And as long as you're growing and getting better, life is good. Okay, because then what's going to happen is you're going to start spreading that love around you, and you know I don't want to get all too esoteric and uh, and philosophical about it, but it but it really really is, um, and uh, a lot of leaders of businesses struggle to to get that done within their own business because it is a lot of work. I, I like that. I've definitely feel like that from some of the roles I've previously. Uh, worked in and that that you you kind of do feel very much that is like they they just throw people at problems and um it's it some sometimes the the answer lies with the the, the people really sitting uh there i uh, just need to give them maybe a bit more responsibility or give them a bit more development in that and, and then they can tackle the problems um, absolutely and oftentimes it sits it sits in their minds man it like it's it and it's ready to be to be to be uh, uh, sort of elevated and, and launched, but so many people are afraid. You know, so we, for the last two decades, we've been working with mostly corporates, and the idea of things when people say things like, "Oh no, 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 that's corporate suicide. I couldn't do that," or they say, "No, no, no, that's above above my pay grade." I'm like, "Wow, man! Like the fact that you have been conditioned, because it is really just a matter of conditioning, right? To to have people think." and feel that way. If you're conditioned to feel like, no, 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 that's above my pay grade. I can't even touch that. I can't even experience that. Or I can't even share that because that'll be corporate suicide if I say the wrong thing. I'm like, wow, that is, what a beautiful job you have. Ooh, I'm so jealous. Let me just, uh, uh, let me just think about that for a moment. You know, like it's ridiculous, but it's a reality. 
yeah, and that's yeah something I guess that you as all trying to uh, dismantle uh, the, that that pre uh, pre dispossessed or yeah ideology. Um, yeah, but maybe in closing, uh, mental health has become like really important when it comes to in business, especially in the last oh recent years kind of thing. Um, mm, mm. How do you find balance in your life? Uh, when it, when it comes to the mental, physical, emotional side of things, so I'm I've generally been quite um, uh, I think aware of where I am um, uh, from a personal perspective and a work perspective, and um, but oftentimes I've I've gotten it completely wrong. Um, in June, July, twenty eighteen. For example, I, I had spread myself so thin when I was running Missing Link that I was. I was everything to everybody, okay, which meant I was nothing to nobody, and I I I couldn't get out of this out of this rut until I um I was away. My wife forced me to go away on on holiday. It was in the middle of the year. I thought she was mental, um, and it was so it was so difficult to get my head around that because I was I was working. First thing in the morning, I was working till late at night, and so the work was was a, a a you know taking over my life. And she was like, "No, no, no, we need to we need to go away." And then on the Monday morning of the holiday, I was sitting on this beach in Zanzibar, and stupidly checked my email, and I got an email from a customer that basically said that my involvement in a particular project was uh, absolutely um, uh, useless, and I didn't add any value at all, and. I mean, you know, just just take just take a moment to consider when you're on holiday and you get this message from a customer and someone that you really like, and it absolutely absolutely killed me. Um, I subsequently called the 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 bar on the beach and you know we had lots and lots of cocktails to try help myself just uh, just just get over get over this. But uh, it was a beautiful thing because when I saw that it hurt me. But then I started to obviously, you know, I couldn't help myself think about it, and and then I realized that I was spread too thin and I wasn't um, giving my all to the right stuff, and and I started changing changing things and I came back to the business. I shared the story with with the team, um, and then told them uh, how things are going to be changed because I need to I need to focus on the right things, not not everything, and then driving a bit more autonomy and accountability uh, with, within the business. Not to say, again, that they, that they weren't uh, capable of it, but just that I thought I needed to be on top of uh, a lot more things that I, I, needed, to, I needed to be. And that was, um, for me, extremely, extremely powerful. Well, thank you for your insight. I uh, appreciate all the things we've spoken about. Uh, and yeah, thanks for your time. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks very much. And good luck with the with the rest of these. I'm excited to hear them all.